Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they uh, classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. Okay, here we go. I feel the icy breath of death upon my neck. <laughs> Beware the ground on which you stand. Wendy! I'm The home. floor is quicker than the sand. She's doing the rubber stand what you're dealing with, Steve. I'm learning. Perfect. There goes Bert! They're under the ground! They're under... The species were fundamentally insane. Can I speak to Annabelle? One, two of us in a room would pick sides and start dreaming up reasons to kill one another. I'm sorry? the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Hello, 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 and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror, the horror movie podcast where it's always someone's first time. I'm Jacob, and in this show we tackle all things horror, be they uh, classic slashes, gore fests, monster flicks, kids horror, animated, basically. If it's got enough horror themes to it, we'll give it a watch. If you've seen the movie before, just sit back and relax. If not, don't worry. We're going to be running through the plot, talking about what we liked, what we didn't like, and just generally having a good laugh. If you'd like to get in on the discussion, send us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. That's all one word. Okay, here we go. When you think of horror movies, it's associated with death. Someone is always being killed, dying, or dead. But when you've seen enough horror movies, be they books, movies, games, etc., you start to realise that, more often than not, the terrifying part is to live. To live forever as a ghost, survive, but with nightly terrors replaying the horror. I think that's where this movie sits for me, not in supernatural scares, but in the uncertainty and, and pain of our antagonist. Hello, Pip, and welcome to Cherry Pop Horror. So many horror movies utilize a song to convey the presence of something otherworldly. Freddy has his nursery rhyme. Insidious has tiptoe through the tulips. The Creeper has the 1938 Jeepers Creepers song as its figurehead. Even the, sh even the show Supernatural took advantage of this trope, as one of their ghosts arrived only as House of the Rising Sun played in the background. So what song would you pick to announce your supernatural arrival? Mine would be... Pour some sugar on me by Def Leppard. Move <laughs> <laughs> is like a bomb, a bomb, a bomb. Like it's smoke, just ambient. Yeah, yeah. I love that idea of turning something almost humorous into something terrifying. Yeah. Like that comes on and they go, oh my god, yes. she's here. <laughs> I want to go, it depends what kind of version you want to go. It depends what supernatural being I think I'd be as well. Like, um, if I'm warning someone of impending danger, I want something like, you know, Angel by Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of... Or, like, Turning Tables by Adele. But if I'm here to scare the shit out of you, I think I'm going with, like... 
I, I want Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Oh my. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, exactly. But I want it to come in at exactly that point. So it's like dead silent. You know, the lights are flickering and everything like that. And then it, the radio just comes on. Yeah, nothing more no. And everyone just shits themselves. That's horrifying. <laughs> I want to turn that into a horror, yeah, into my horror song. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, this week. It was Pip's first time watching The Autopsy of Jane Doe from 2016. Yes. Awesome. This is not what I was expecting. Can I see one? No, no. What's that for? Make sure he's dead. Sheriff, what happened? No ID, no fingerprints in the system. For now, she's a Jane Doe. He needs my help right now. 11 o'clock, I'm all yours. Subject is in her mid to late 20s. Hair brown. Black blood warning now. Eyes. Right. What happened to you? First, they bound her. Then they ripped out her tongue, poisoned her, paralyzed her, forced her to swallow the cloth. What is that? We opened on some blurred vision and a twisting cam, which honestly made me feel just a little bit sick. I don't know. I don't know what it is recently, but I've seen a couple of movies that have done this, and every time I go, <laughs> you mean when it's like doing the yeah, it's like swiveling around, like going from upside down to right way up, and oh, for some I reason like my it. brain just goes, Ugh. really? Yeah, I like that. I think that's so cool. It's I like it. I'll never get tired of. I like it, but it always makes me feel a bit sick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we get we get a little title card saying this is a house in Virginia, and it's really eerily quiet. Like there's no birds, bugs, nothing. Nothing. Until you just hear the flash of a camera, and we realise there's detectives walking around. There's lots of blood, and there's three bodies uh, just around the house mm. in various states of stabbing or shooting or just dying. Just 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 deadness. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they found one in the basement, half buried. Mm. 
the basement is also covered in blood. I don't know if you noticed this. I completely blacked this out because I was like, oh, look at that body. Weird. She's so pale. <laughs> Rest. <laughs> I, I completely, yeah, just boob. Yeah, but that I com- was my first thought. <laughs> I completely missed that the, the entire basement's covered in blood. There's just but blood. Like floor to wall? Not floor to wall, but like all the way across the walls. There's just blood splatters. And I, I was like, not notice. Yeah, exactly. Because you're too, too busy going, ooh. Booby. Booby. <laughs> <laughs> but instead we've got this, uh, yes, we get um, our Jane Doe. Yes. There's not a scratch on the outside of the house, as one of the officers says, but it looks like everyone was trying to break out, mm. which is, I don't know, just that um, that turn of phrase, you know, n- no attempted break in looks like everyone was trying to break out. Yeah. It's just... Unsettling. Um, yeah. Off-putting. Yeah, because you're just like, don't you just, don't you just open the door? Uh, what do you mean they were trying to get out? Yeah, what? <laughs> I uh, ask, though, mm? on a scale of 1 to 10, how attractive did you find Jane Doe? Because they do describe this character as being an alluring, just, like, angel. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's weird. It's, what are you? It's so weird. She is a, a very pretty girl. I mean, as a gay man, I find it a <laughs> bit hard to judge. But she's very, very pretty. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. She's... I don't know. Why? What, what did you think? Do you do you reckon that's part of the part of this story, like why it happened to her and everything like that? That like her attractiveness got her in trouble, and that's why everything happened. And I don't know because that's quite I a big think... thing in in uh, the Salem witch trials and everything like that. Yeah, it was all I about think... like um, adultery and stuff like that, exactly. as, as well as the just flat out lies by everyone. Yeah, so possibly so. I mean. Spoilers ahead. Um, oh, yep. <laughs> Obviously, we're talking yeah. about the movie. Come on, yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> they um they make a whole thing about pinpointing like her figure, features of her face, mm. body, things that are just very. Well, it's a it's a good indication of where this movie sits because it's all about the body. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's literally a yeah. mortician's. They're yes. they're going through her body piece by piece. Yes. So it's quite not nice nice is the wrong word it's quite fitting to just be shown her body and mm. go you know this is the movie everything exactly. everything that happens in this movie is Revolves to do with around. this here you know yeah. it doesn't need clothes because the clothes don't matter this is it no. <laughs> just a naked lady <laughs> uh, but we get a pan through of um, an old uh, mortuary mm. Uh, it's old, it's rustic, you can tell it's been here probably like 100, 150 years, something like that. It's mm. very rusty, there's a shabby looking elevator, uh, there's a very old furnace, the lights sort of flicker a little bit. Um, and then we're, this is interrupted by some rock music as a young man, young man and an uh, older gentleman are uh, dissecting a burnt corpse. Uh, bo- burnt corpse. Burnt cop. Burnt cop. Um... <laughs> This is our main characters. Yes. Uh, Tommy and Austin. Father and son? Father and son. Yes. I I don't think we learn that until a little bit later, though. No. So it just kind of sounds like the older one's just bossing around the younger one. Yeah. I did think that at first that they were, like, weirdly close. I thought the old man was being a little weird. He was just leaning in very close to Mm. the young men. And I was thinking, please don't tell me this is going to be some gross thing happening. But then you realize that they're father and son. Yeah, and it it makes sense. You're like, oh, family business. He's like... Making sure his his son's doing yeah, everything yeah, right and correctly. Yeah, exactly. and, mm, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, my next note just says Austin is testing Tommy. You know what was the cause of death here? And he says, "Oh, you know, it's probably smoke inhalation." And he goes, "No, no, no. Look at those. We get a lesson in logic here." Because um, he's like, "No, no, no. Look at the lungs. There's not enough burning there. He didn't breathe in the smoke." 
which means what? Oh, he died before the smoke happened then. And then it was like, oh, okay. And then they check the skull and there's a fracture. It's like, oh, okay. He had some sort of stroke or something like that, hit his head, died. Yeah. And then the fire happened. And it's like, oh, okay, this is what the movie's going to be. It's a very step-by-step logical yeah. progression to an answer. Exactly. Which I thought was very cool. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, we learned that Tommy's going to the movies with his girlfriend, Emma. <laughs> did you like Emma? Uh, she wasn't really in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is like a, this is a movie with a cast of three and one of them's a corpse. <laughs> Um, why did you not like Emma? What was wrong with she, Emma? I thought she was a bitch. Oh, really? Yeah, she was just, ah, uh, oh, she's kind of a bitch. very pushy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess so, I guess so. But he, she, uh, by the sounds of it, she's a bit fed up with uh, Tommy's relationship with his father because it's obviously been strained, which we learn a little bit about later. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're going to the movies and um, Austin mentions that the last movie he went to go see was The Notebook. Your mother made me see that movie. So this solidifies that, A, they're father and son, and mother is gone. Mm. We don't know how, why, or whatever. Key point. Yeah, yeah, key point there. And some things I noticed on this watch of the movie, I've watched this movie four or five times or something like that, but Mm. there's some stuff that I only noticed this time, which I thought was quite cool. Because it feels like one of those movies that, like, if you pay more attention each time you watch it, there's going to be something else that you've missed. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tommy and Austin get ready to leave for a break. They show that there are two exits. We've already seen the elevator, which clearly goes up. And then there is also a basement exit as well. And we also learned that the morgue is actually beneath the family house. Horrifying. Disgusting. <laughs> what were they thinking? Well, if it's your family business, you know, you don't want to travel for... But are you joking? Could it not be, like, down the road, bro? Like... <laughs> <laughs> just, just corpses in the basement. Yeah. But I'm just going to go upstairs, grab a snack, and then come back down. What? There's just so unfazed about the corpses and stuff as exactly. well. But, you know, it's the, that's what they do for a profession and yeah, stuff like it's... that. So I guess there's a certain detachment exactly. when you're working. Yeah. Which I guess they just have in general. Yeah. Uh, Tommy, Tommy finishes up and we meet Stanley the cat. And I immediately go, oh, no. There's an animal in this horror mm. movie. We all know what they love to do with animals <laughs> in horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Stanley's so cute. He was cute. I love a little ginger tabby. I know. And, and we learned that he's very good at catching mice or rats. Mm. Which is probably why he's there, actually. Because if you run a, a morgue or something like that, surely... Underground like Underground in this gross bunker. Yeah, like, surely rats and mice would be a problem. So having a cat yeah. around is actually probably yeah. a very good idea. Um, Tommy starts uh, cleaning up. And he hears a noise to go and investigate. This is the third time in... We're probably, what, 10, 15 minutes into this movie now. This is the third time they've shown a shot of the little security globe on the corner. Oh! You know, the little... It's like a little... Yeah, the little silver mirror thing that lets you look around corners. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the double... Not a double-sided mirror, but it's... Yeah, you put in a corner... It's like an angled mirror. Yeah, you can see who's coming from the other side of the corner. Yeah, yeah, which is, I guess, if you've got trolleys with corpses on and stuff like that to make sure you don't run into anyone. Exactly. But immediately, this is the third time we've seen it, I'm just going, oh, no. Yeah. The first time I saw it, I knew it was going to be used repetitively throughout. I thought, oh yeah, this is going to be a motif here. They're going to use this, and it's. I'm terrified already. Yeah. I hate mirror. You hate that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I think if they only use it once in the end, when when things actually kick off, I think they only use it once. Once for a scare, anyway. 
every other yeah, time yeah. It's, it's always just like oh yeah. it's, well i feel like that was quite just clever people. because the whole time well for me personally i was preempting it mm. when it finally did happen i was like oh you're like oh god yeah. it happened even though you were expecting it yeah, exactly. <laughs> um yeah. so uh yeah tommy's investigating the noises and he uh, he gets jump scared by his girlfriend who's come down to the Beach. morgue to <laughs> We're not starting this. <laughs> She's barely in the movie. <laughs> Fine. Uh, yes, yes uh, he, he gets jump scared by Emma. She mentions that she got in via the elevator. So this uh, confirms that the elevator does in fact work and there are two ways in and out mm-hmm. of this mortuary. Yes. Uh, Emma wants to investigate, which at first I was like, ooh, why? And then I went, actually, if I was there, I'd probably want Would to you look. Know? Yeah. Are you sure? It's the medical thing, though. It's not like a morbid curiosity. Well, I guess well, it is a morbid. It was, wasn't it? She wasn't coming in here to be like, show me a procedure. She Ooh. was coming in to be like, I want to see the body. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Well, it's, she starts off just wanting to see the facility. Um, and then uh, Tommy mentions that they've got three in tonight, which we learn very well later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, she wants to see one of the corpses. Austin. Um, Austin appears and gives permission because mm. uh, Tommy's like, no, no, you, you don't want to see that. There's some things you can't unsee, which I completely understand. Yeah. I reckon once you, the first time you see a body, you just probably can't get that image out of your head. Probably not. Even if you do it professionally, the first one probably sticks in your head. Mm. Uh, but she says she definitely wants to. He says, no, my father wouldn't allow it. And father's standing there and he goes, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, out of nowhere, he's just there. With a cu- just with a cup of coffee going, yeah, just show her the corpses. <laughs> do it. Um, it's from the kitchen. <laughs> we we meet Irene Daniels, sort of. <laughs> I don't know why I put I wrote the names Irene down. Daniels. Irene Daniels. <laughs> this lady has had her eyes and mouth sewn shut. I assume that's part of procedure. I, I don't. I don't so. really know. I don't know either. I. I yeah. Is it to keep the embalming fluid in or something? I don't know. I don't maybe, know how it works. Yeah. Or maybe they found her like that. Oh God, that's frightening. Yeah. What, <laughs> Hellraiser mixed with yeah, <laughs> the yeah. autopsy of Jane Doe. Um. Emma decides that's not good enough. She doesn't want to see that one. She wants to see the one next to it. She needs more. She needs more. <laughs> more corpse. Give me more corpse. Uh, we meet um, uh, Lois Daniels, who has a little bell on their foot. Oh. And I just wrote here, my next note just says, hey, this is Chekhov's bell. This bell is going to repeatedly appear, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> um, but he mentions it's an old, old custom. I think it's an old Victorian custom, if nothing else I think so yeah but it's to make sure that like make sure the corpses are actually dead because if you're a mortician and you hear a little ding ling 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 it means somebody's not actually dead and you should yeah. probably take them out they're not ready to go yeah go uh, Brian Cox's character Austin mentions that it's um, you know before they could tell the difference between coma and death yeah which goes into the very like Victorian era stuff with yeah, yeah. you know bell. Do you know about the bells on um, gravestones and stuff like that? that yeah, yeah same principle, right? So yeah, you're down in the coffin. Yeah, and you you, ring it. There's just like a string. little string. Yeah. Like so, if you woke up and you were buried, oh my god, I can't imagine. No. You could just say the ringing the bell until someone could come and dig, dig you, you up. Back up. And that just sounds awful. awful. But um, the face is covered on this on this new corpse. What mm. was the name? Lois Daniels. The, <laughs> I don't know why it's important, but I feel like it should be. They should be mentioned. Yes. Yeah, they deserve credit. They do. Uh, the face is covered and it's revealed it's a gunshot wound. And by Austin's determination, it was probably... Uh, it was first assumed that it was self-inflicted, but then they found some traces in the system, which means that it was probably uh, inflicted by someone else. It was a murder. Mm. But it, it's very, like... 
I mean, Austin mentions this at some point in the movie. It's um, it's not their job to determine why, only how. Exactly. They don't. Like they that. don't ask questions. Yeah. Because then it gets a little too out of their field. They got to shun all that curiosity. They've just got to figure out the cause of death. Yep. Not why or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which is very interesting. Um, very wise, I'd say. Yes, yes. Because Emma asks, you know, why would somebody do that? Yeah. And Austin's reply is, leave the wise to the cops and shrinks. Yeah. We're just here to find cause of death. No more. Mm-hmm. No less. Yeah. And this is very matter of fact, which is basically what a lot of this movie is. And I really enjoyed that. Me too. It somehow intensifies the supernatural elements. Yeah. Because it's it's not religious. It's not... It doesn't feel... Uh, From a specific... It, mm, yeah. Yeah, you go, you go. Like a specific point of view that a normal... Because, you know, like The Conjuring, for example, a very religious point of view. Mm, it's mm. a Christian family. These are two normal dudes. Just very logical, Just, yeah, medical yes, people. Yes. Yeah. Logical medical. It takes the... Yeah, it... Despite the fact that this is a supernatural movie, because of the way it's uh, shown to us, the way it's portrayed in, uh, and executed with the camera work and with the dialogue and everything like that, it makes it feel surgically supernatural. Like, here's the reason, here's how, here's why, here's this, that, and the other. As opposed to, it's God, or it's the devil, yeah. or ghosts do what ghosts do, you know. Yeah. So that was quite refreshing. I think this is the first spooky ooky that I've seen with this point of view rather than you know this is on account of religion or mm. some other reason which at the moment the horror the, the entire uh, horror movie genre is kind of stagnant with possession movies and mm. stuff like that and it's getting very old yeah and I'm like new stuff please <laughs> yeah, new ideas come on um Emma takes the sheet, uh, is about to take the sheet off, but oh, is yeah. is scared away because Austin's played a trick and rung the little bell. Something which we we'll, he will later regret. Regret. One hundred percent. Tommy and Emma go to leave uh, when they meet the sheriff who's come down with Officer a body. Burke. Officer Burke. <laughs> yeah, who's uh, the same officer we saw at the house at the beginning of the movie. Yes. And we can safely assume that that is our Jane Doe in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um. We learn that Tommy was planning to leave with Emma, that he doesn't want to stay in the family business, um, but mum died a couple of years ago and he wants to make sure his dad is okay before he goes. Yeah. Um, so Tommy ditches Emma. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> to, to go help his dad, but promises to meet up with her in a couple of hours instead and they'll go see a movie or something yeah. like that. Come back at 11, he said. Come back at 11. Oh. Yeah, it's all this stuff that I, I've had this with a couple of movies lately. It's we've been we've had quite a good run of um, horror movies for this podcast, but um, everything's set up before it happens. It's not one of those movies where it's just like, ah, oh, surprise. Yeah, it's like no, everything was told to you at the beginning, exactly, and then it plays out. Yeah. Mm. And I like that. Yeah. So he revealed, uh, the sheriff reveals our uh, Jane Doe. She has no ID and her fingerprint, her fingerprints don't match anything. But the cat knows what's up because that, that, that little fucker growls at her immediately. Yeah. She's like, no, nah, get that thing out of here. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Um, sheriff says he needs answers by morning because he's got to give some, he's got to give some sort of report to the press. Yeah. Because, you know, they've got three people dead in just an urban household and a random body that was bar- half yeah. buried in the basement. And he's got nothing. He's got he's got absolutely nothing. <laughs> they could probably tell how the others died, but Jane Doe's got absolutely no marks yeah. on her or anything like that. He's desperate. He's a desperate man. Yeah. So he's come to their clearly longtime friends, mm. uh, Austin, Tommy, and um, Sheriff Burke. Yep. 
Uh, but the sheriff leaves and they get started. We get the beginning of the recording and we learn, again, so surgical in this movie, there are going to be four stages to this autopsy. External, evalu external evaluation, internal evaluation of the heart and lungs, digestive organs, and then finally the brain. It gives us our four stages of the movie mm -hmm. that are going to be happening. Yeah. This is the beginning, here's the middle, here's the like build-up, and here's the conclusion. Yeah. And I love it. Me too. I love it. It's so clever, like um, like Shaun of the Dead setting up their entire movie and stuff yes, like that. Yes. It feels like that. Yeah. Oh, it's... Yeah. I actually learned a lot from it as well. I found it was very insightful to see how they do it as well. It was very real. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm hoping it's pretty accurate. I assume they would have done their research I would hope it. so. It seems like it. It seems like it. Because <laughs> I know they like weigh the brain and everything like that in your autopsy and you're supposed to weigh the heart and everything like that. Yeah. And all that stuff. Yeah, sample, but... Particularly, they're looking for a, a cause of death because mm. the sheriff needs something. Yeah. Um, they take some photographs of her externally, just as, like, I, I guess, proof of, you know, what she looked like before they cut into her and everything yeah, exactly. like that, so they can see yeah. all the bruising. But there is no bruising, no scarring, no external markings. No external markings at all. Her eyes are milky. Gross. Which uh, Austin says means she's been dead for days. But the body's still lim limber. It doesn't have rigor mortis at all. Yeah. Like, he lifts up her arm and it just bends normally. It's it's really... So you get the sense, like, right away that it's off. Something about Miss Jane Doe. We don't like it. We don't know what it is, but... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um... Yeah. It's very good. It's very good how they do this. And the no rigor mortis and stuff like that. It sets it up as a... Uh, this is a mystery movie yes. as well. Yes. Like, we're trying to figure out what this body is. Yes. How did it get here? Why is she dead? How did it happen? Who is she? Shenanigans ensue. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and my next note just says, um, oh God, that crispy ankle. Because <laughs> they're doing the evaluation, you know, pressing on the bones and everything yes, like yes. that. And they, they, Tommy gets down to her lower shin slash ankle area and it just crackles and he pushes it a bit and you can see the bone start yeah. to press against the skin and you're just like oh oh that shattered yeah the wrists and ankles are fractured heavily, heavily. very very broken yeah um while he's doing this uh we've got austin who takes some dirt from under her nails mm -hmm. and says it's peat i'm not sure what peat is i was gonna ask is that a type of soil or stone or something like that. Because what did they say? They said it was something in baby uh, formula? Baby nursery? Baby powder? They said you'd find it at a nursery. As I assume that means like a gardening centre. Oh, that would make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> like a baby nursery. <laughs> I, 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 I like, assume it's not in your local formula, but... <laughs> no, I think they, they meant... they putting that stuff, man? <laughs> I assume it's like super fertile soil yeah, or something like that. Yeah, Um But it's under her nails and in her hair, like she was buried in it. But... They found her buried in sort of clay-looking dirt mm. in the house. Mm. The mystery continues. Mm. <laughs> uh, they do some more checking of her face and stuff like that. They open her mouth and oh, oh, the tongue's gone. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a shock. Did that catch you off guard? It did. did it? <laughs> it did. I was like, oh, 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 she's missing a tongue. Yeah. Oh, okay. And we get to look at that open mouth for the rest of the movie. Just, <laughs> just missing the tongue. Just it's just like, tongue. but it looks like it healed quite well. Mm, 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 right. Yeah, lovely. Um, <laughs> but they mentioned that the cut looks—it's non—it's non-surgical. Mm. 
And so it looks like it was done with some sort of... It's also not bite marks, so she didn't bite it off herself. Yeah. It was sort of crudely cut out. Yeah. Which just sounds awful. And Austin throws out his first idea of what this is. This could be human trafficking. You know, they... Which I thought was a good enough guess. Yeah, I mean, the the wrists and the ankles, you know, shackles and... Yeah, she was bound for transport or whatever like that. Mm -hmm. Made too much noise, they cut her tongue out. And I'm like, oh, okay, is this what happens in human trafficking? (laughs) Oh. Um, And then there's just a really eerie shot of her nose bleeding. Yeah, and the and the fly coming out. Yeah, and yeah. a fly crawls out. I just found this. I don't know why. It's the stillness of it, I suppose. Looking at a corpse and then just blood running out of its nose, and you're like, Yeah, yeah. Do, I don't know enough about. And none like, of them. They're both watching. Neither of them say anything. They're both just watching in silence. And yeah. They still don't comment on it afterwards. <laughs> I feel like it's their because they're so such analytical people. I feel like that moment of silence was them going, hmm. trying to figure it out. Yeah, like, and you see this a lot. They're just trying to make sense of everything to the best of their knowledge. Yeah, absolutely. And they just look, yeah, they look at that fly. It flies off immediately into yeah. the little bug zapper, which was a nice little reprieve for a second where I just go, huh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> at least the fly's not coming back yes. later. <laughs> um, yeah. We get a good look inside the mouth, and she's also missing a molar. Mm. And I'm like, oh my god, there's so much information here. Yeah. We've got so many different things. We, we've we got the, the tongues missing, the shattered ankles. Yeah. And now, yeah, she's missing a molar and Austin finds a thread in her in her throat as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, in the back of her throat. Some sort of just strand of fabric. And yeah, like, what yeah. The f- what the fuck is this? Which, I'm like... Yeah, what did they... Like, yeah, at first I thought maybe... Yeah, they ripped her tongue out, kind of maybe, like, bound around her head as well. Like, had a, a piece of fabric just tied to keep her... Like a gag or something yes, like that, and yeah. she swallowed a bit of it. Yeah, that's mm. what I was That was good. So, so what was your running, um, not conclusion, but, like, your running theory at this point in the movie, like... I was with um, the son with this, thinking that she was being trafficked, yeah. Oh, yeah, he yep. explained it, it was ticking all the boxes for me, so I was like, I'm with this guy. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. she's some... She's Poor the, girl. Yeah, Kidnapped with the, the PD in her hair and the father claiming that you can only get soil like this up north. Yeah. That was the weird part. Yeah, it's just when, that... Well, she, yeah, I guess she could have been brought down from up north and, like, maybe later in the film we were going to find out who she was. Mm. You know, oh, it was this girl who went missing five years ago, yeah, a year exactly. ago, something like that. But that still didn't explain why she was so perfect. Why she was so... Well Perfect on the outside. Yeah. Yes, um... A storm is starting to brew outside. Mm. Never a good sign. Never a good sign at dark all. Dark and stormy night. Yes. Suddenly, oh. It was a dark and wow. stormy night when <laughs> shit went down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we get some more information. She's got vaginal trauma, and I'm like, oh my god, they're ticking everything, aren't yeah. they? Her body's just, I want to say in pieces, but she looks so pristine yes. from the outside. Yeah. She's got beautiful milky skin, mm. not, a, not a scratch, not a scar, no not a mark. Yeah. Not a mole. No, literally perfect. She hasn't seen the sun. <laughs> she has not seen the sun. But and yet we've got all this fucked up shit that's just like inches from the outside. Mm. Like her mouth is the molar, the tongue, the, sh- the shattered ankles, wrists, yeah. everything. And now we've got vaginal trauma. It's all uh, cut and it's deliberate. Austin says, like, there's no way this is accidental no. or like, yeah, which is. Hooray. Yeah. We, we love a bit of vaginal trauma. 
yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is one of the few movies where I'm just like, oh, oh god, oh no, that they're going with vaginal trauma. Yeah, it's, it's not something you really want in a horror movie. You're like, oh, cut off a leg yeah, or something. God, I'm fine with it. Yeah, why bad? Why vaginal on. trauma? It's one of those things that you just don't want in your horror movie. Mm-hmm. So they begin. Act two, the internal examination, and immediately the lights start to flicker, as if to warn them. Mm-hmm. And the radio changes channel, and we get our first instance of that wonderful song, Let the Sun Shine In. Let the sun shine in. Ew. It's so... Like like I said in the beginning, like it's so haunting these kids' songs. I mean, you've got Freddy Krueger's rhyme and everything yes. like that, and tiptoe through the tulips. Something about this cheery, childish song being paired with something that's supposed to be really gruesome. It's just bone chilling. It's really, it's really gross. so unsettling to yeah. hear this chilly song. And it's the same with like Insidious using tiptoe through the tulips, tiptoe mm-hmm. through the tulips, and suddenly like this this song has such. Different, it has a different meaning to it. It's so haunting in its uh, in its excitement, in its yeah. in its happiness, and I love that. I love that a lot. I always get excited when a horror movie implements a good song like yeah. that, like yeah. Jeep- Jeepers Creepers with the Jeepers Creepers. Yeah. like it's just so much fun. It is, and it's an indication that shit's going down. Yeah, it- my favorite part with this as well is how the lyrics were directly related to what was happening. It wasn't just like a happy, cheery song, you know. It was mm. the, the lyrics, stick with you. Yes, <laughs> let the sun shine in after a report about the storm yeah. and stuff like that. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay. Open up your heart. Open up yeah. your heart and let the sun shine in. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's so creepy. Yeah. It's like, I can imagine them using like um, a song from Annie or something like that. And if you put it in this context, it suddenly becomes incredibly creepy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what is it? The, the sunshine song from... Annie. The sun will come out yeah. tomorrow. Imagine if they'd substituted that in this. It would have the same effect. Yeah, and that, like, scratchy radio element. The, the static. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Immediately. So they start the internal uh, examination. They cut her open, and the blood just pours out. A lot of it. A lot. And you're like, do corpses? I don't think Yeah. Does she not? Do, do your heart stop? Do you not clock? Yeah. Yeah, well, I personally didn't know if that was supposed to happen. Like, I didn't... Well, how would I know? (laughs) I haven't murdered anyone. (laughs) Why are you asking? (laughs) Um. Yeah. Yeah, so I I suppose the older the corpse, the blood clots, right? Yeah, because it's it's not not moving or anything like that. It it would clot or go thick or something. Viscous. Viscous, (laughs) jelly-like. Um... (laughs) I mean, um, Austin mentions that he's seen this before, but usually only with a corpse that's like a day or two old. Mm. You know, there's just enough um, runniness in the blood that it it pours out when you cut into them. But we've already established that because of the state of our eyes, this corpse has been dead at least a couple of days, if not more, because your eyes don't go milky that fast. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. This is great. Yeah, disturbing. <laughs> and we get, um, oh, this entire time they've been taking little samples and putting them yeah. in the fridge and everything like that. And Tommy turns around and the sample fridge is leaking. I'm like, leaking great. What? Leaking Jane Doe's blood everywhere. Yeah. They open it up and this tiny vial of blood has, like, exploded. The glass is still whole, so I don't know how it leaked out. It's like it boiled over. Like, yeah, it, it went yeah. to the top and then just flooded over everything in that fridge. Yeah. And that's just a very 
bad side. Yeah, and the fridge was ajar, wasn't it? It wasn't shut. It was slightly ajar, yeah. which, if it was something that would melt, then I'd understand. But it's blood, like... Yeah. They only took a small vial of it, and there was, like, so much room in the tube, so it must have, like, gone up and out. Yeah, and there was so much blood on the floor. It looked like there was... And there was still some in the vial. Exactly, so... I'm like... Can you explain? (laughs) (laughs) Bitch, what your blood be doing? (laughs) But they also mentioned that her waist doesn't quite fit her torso. Yeah. And they mentioned that um, this sort of thing would be consistent if you wore a corset every day because it compacts your waist. Mm. And you go, okay. Interesting piece of information. We'll remember it for later. Yes. Stored. (laughs) Stored in my brain. Yes. Information. Um... They look inside and they see that the lungs are blackened, like charred black. Like, Charcoal. Like it's just fire has been on that lung. <laughs> this is not a smoker's lung. No, this is it's like beyond that. It's beyond that. It should like fall into ash kind of black. Yeah, you touch it and it'll just disintegrate. Yeah. And Austin looks at it and he goes, this just doesn't make sense. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, finally. I agree. <laughs> Because he says, this is like finding a bullet in a brain with no gunshot wound. Yeah. And I'm like, that's such a perfect way of describing what they're seeing. Thank you. Outside is pristine and gorgeous. Inside, everything's in ruins. Everything. It's just shattered. (laughs) The heart is scarred. All the internal organs are are scarred. They're cut up. They're twisted. They're burnt. There's so much scar tissue in there. Wounds, stab wounds slices yeah and i'm like oh god like how does this work Work. yeah it's so good um so austin asks you know if the external match the internal what should she look like Mm. and tommy just says that she'd be mangled beyond recognition yep she should not look like this and i'm just sat there like oh i love a mystery movie yes Mystery thriller. Death on the Nile, the the extremely morbid version. Um, But you start to hear the storm kicking in. It's really picking up outside. You can Mm. hear the wind and the rain and everything like that. Um, Thunder. Yeah. And they mentioned that, you know, if you wanted to kill someone, you'd shoot them, poison them, stab them. This was done to make her suffer. There is so much damage to her. And you're like, oh, my God, what did this girl do? And it's... Yeah, where was your mind at at this point, do you think? I think, yeah, as soon as they began the internal investigation and I saw what I saw, it was at that point I kind of started piecing together that she was a little witchy-itchy. Oh, really? This early in the movie you you started to clock onto it? Yeah, because I thought, girl, you... (laughs) (laughs) This ain't natural. Yeah, you're a witch. You're a witch. You did better than me then. The first time I watched this, I was like, no, it's a ghost. It's a ghost. She's doing ghosty things. Yeah. Oh, you did better than me then. But then I thought, you know, the broken wrist, maybe she was tied to a post. Mm. They tried to light her on fire, which... Burn her at the stake. They tried to drown her, which... Stabbed Mm. her, which... Raped her, which... Oh, my God. Was that a thing in Salem? Please don't say it was a thing in Salem. Oh, probably. Oh, God, I don't want to. Sorry. But they hear a loud bang, and Tommy goes to investigate. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and they Austin makes a like even in the context of where she was found, her body was incredibly clean to everything mm. compared to everyone else. I mean, we get that little um, shot throughout the house at the beginning of the movie, and you see all the 
all the bodies there are like you, they've got bullet holes, they've got stab wounds, they're covered in blood. Everything's covered in blood, and she wasn't. There was not a speck of blood on her. And it just yeah. Um, Tommy sees a figure standing in the security dome as he's walking out, and this is the scare that we were talking about yep. when they kept mentioning when they kept doing shots of that little that little dome thing. Yeah. And it's so I ah. Oh. It's it was dusty around the corners. You know how mm. spooky ooky mirrors they'll be shadowed like they've been there for a long time. They've seen shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like it's yeah, it's been there for like 30, 40 years and the edges yeah. of the mirror have sort of um, worn away or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. The thing is this scare was so successful for me anyway where other movies have done exactly the same scare and it hasn't worked. I think of like really? the, the Curse of La Llorona does this scare. But I think I want to say because you were expecting it in The Curse of La Llorona because they they try and do like a pre-jump scare before the jump scare but mm. this movie doesn't it just it it pans on it and you have to look at it and you know that something's going to come so when yeah. it eventually does you just go <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah. but it, it looks like some sort of just a black figure it's it's really hard to discern I I could tell it was her you thought it was her? I thought so. I thought it was one of the corpses from the from the morgue. I thought I could see that hourglass figure. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe it was Irene. <gasps> Irene! Cheeky girl. <laughs> the one with the eyes and mouth yeah, sewn yeah. shut. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. maybe it was Jane Doe. And maybe she can make herself sort of corporeal in that way. Like she's a... Yeah, that's what I thought. Made herself ghostly. Planning. Yeah. <laughs> she just meditates real yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah. Chakras aligned. <laughs> anything's possible <laughs> so uh, while that's happening Austin notices something on her skin um, just yeah just some sort of like black mark um, and Tommy continues to investigate the banging in the office mm. which is coming from a vent and it's it's their cat it's Stanley and I was like I fucking knew it yep why movie I watched a movie not that long ago where they, they killed a dog and then paraded the corpse around for about 20 minutes afterwards. And I'm like, oh my God, just let it die. Please stop. I hate, yeah. I hate horror movies that do that. Um, but I guess what, what you learn about this cat is also to mentally break down Tommy and Austin as well. Yeah. Which uh, I'm thinking throughout this entire movie whether or not what Jane Doe is doing is intentional or whether it's just because they're in her proximity. Like, is she intentionally trying to hurt and kill them? Or is it just the fact that they're around her and this, her rage is sort of, as an aura, is coming out and it's causing this stuff? Ooh, I didn't think of it in that way. I thought it was definitely intentional. I didn't think that it was like a ricochet thing that had power. She's just angered mm. because she's, you know, had to have... Um, endure all of this harm mm. that it's just anyone who comes within you know miles radius gets destroyed gets destroyed yeah, and but... utterly tortured basically yeah pretty much but you know the 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 death of our dear Stanley that was definitely like oh she's trying to make she's trying to get at them yeah she's making a she's making a statement or yeah. it might be that thing you know um, ghosts start with the smallest living thing and work their way up yeah but either way it's very sad the cat is sort of shredded it looks like its side is bleeding and everything mm. like that there's clearly nowhere to save it so Austin snaps its neck 
and in front um, of the sun in front of the sun which was hardcore <laughs> he did it like looking as well he didn't look the sun in the eyes no he looked as if to say he look- I'm about to do this are you ready I don't care <laughs> like just went for it and I was like oh my god <laughs> Austin Austin seemed very upset though when he did it like heartbroken like he, he looked at the cat and the look in his eyes you were just like oh this poor man the hardest thing he's ever had to do mm. probably but uh, they, they they burn it in the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> and they mentioned that, you know, it was sort of the last piece of, of their mother. Yeah. Of, um, sorry, of be... Tommy's mother or Austin's wife that yeah. was still around. So it's, I guess, involuntary, involuntarily having to let go yeah. of, of his wife. Yeah. Which is, yeah, hmm, mm. very sad. Yeah, it is sad. So Austin, and... mm. no, 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 you go. I was going to say, you know, um... It is evident very early on the son's trying to get his dad to talk about his feelings. We get the sense that Austin is that the father? Austin's the father. Austin's yeah. a very closed off man. He's very traditionally doesn't like talking about his feelings. He, I'm fine. I'm fine. Well, you see that because he he still uses the bell, which is a very traditional thing, you know. And so this idea of him being traditional, you know, men don't talk about their feelings and everything yeah. like that, is put forward because of how he works. Exactly. And because of the little mannerisms we've yes. seen, like with the bell. Yeah. But as, um, you know, the loss of Stanley and as things progress, they he opens up to his son. He's forced to, you know, work through what's going on in the little time they have. <laughs> yes, there's not much time left, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah. so Tommy goes back into the morgue and realises that one of the cabinet things is open. Oh. Ooh. Which is just yeah. like... But he slams it shut and just says, oh, I mustn't have closed it properly. And I'm yeah. like, no, there's something going on. Get out. <laughs> Wake up. <laughs> That's the thing about being being the viewer in a horror movie. You're like, why are you still here? Yeah. Get out. Feeling of powerlessness. <laughs> yeah. House. Come on, man. Yeah. But then we move into stage three, our act three. And I'm like, oh, oh yes, okay. If we're doing the, the movie structure, this is where shit really kicks off. Mm. And boy, it does. Oh, yeah. um, they start investigating the stomach and gastrointestinal system. They find a flower, which is apparently Jimson weed, which I had no idea what it was. Jimson so thank, weed. thank, <laughs> dude, I got that good Jimson weed, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but luckily, we, we find out that Jimson weed is actually a paralytic, so probably not the best thing to smoke Ooh. it. <laughs> but that, yeah. he also mentions that that also grows up north. So you're like, okay, this bitch is from up north then. Very clear. Probably died up there because yeah. it's not been like processed through her stomach properly or anything like that. It's At like all. It's, it's still like a flower. Perfect it, condition. Yeah. It's like wilted as well. Like it wilted. It died inside of her. Mm. Yeah. It's really. <laughs> that pretty much sums up this movie, didn't it? <laughs> they all just died in there. <laughs> but the radio kicks in again and lets them know that the storm is ramping up. Mm. It's just in the background, but I, I like this sort of motif of the radio coming back into yeah, just tell you like, yeah. oh, you know, if you're yeah. if you're not out of the storm, you really ought to be. And it's I'm like, is this you're Jane? In trouble now. This is why I think like is Jane Doe trying to warn them? I think so. Because is she just like, listen, get away from me. I'm dangerous. Yeah. Get out. So yeah. she's because we learn later. I don't know if you caught this at the very end of the movie. They mentioned that they've had sunshine for twelve days straight or something like that. Yeah. So it's like no one else. So this, this this radio announcement is not real. 
So I'm like, this is Jane. This is why I'm unsure about whether it's intentional what she's doing or whether it's just an aura around her that's mm. causing this madness and sadness and pain. Mm. Because it sounds like at every step she's tried to warn them as best yeah. she could. Yeah. Even with, you know. They didn't listen to any. <laughs> no, but you wouldn't though, would you? It'll just be like, oh, there's a storm outside. Okay. Anyway, back to work. Yeah. Which is what they do. I guess so. Um, they find a small wrap of cloth that also has a tooth in it, which Tommy correctly guesses is Jane Doe's tooth. By stuffing it back into her mouth, yeah. Which he doesn't stuff it, he just sort of pokes the end and is like, oh yeah, that's a tooth. Looks <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it looks right, it looks right. Uh, so we learned that um, she was probably forced to swallow the cloth bag with her own tooth in it. Yeah. And I can't imagine swallowing a tooth like that since or a cloth bag. Or a cloth bag. Dry. No, that. <laughs> yeah, you at least I want a chaser. <laughs> Give me a shot of tequila. <laughs> shot of tequila, thank you. <laughs> I'll, I'll take my cloth with a shot of tequila, thank you. Um, but there's some symbols on the cloth. There's a big sort of circle symbol right in the middle of the cloth, mm. which definitely looks like some some witchy shit, mm. or at least some religious culty yes, stuff. Yes. And also some no- uh, Roman numerals scattered about. Yeah. An S and a T. Um, and um, XXVII, which yeah. is Roman numerals for 27. Yeah. And I go, okay, right, we've got some more information, mm. but I still don't know what to do with it, and yeah. we won't find out until a little bit later. Yeah. So the next running theme that Austin comes up with is that this is a ritual killing, then. There's some sort of, like, it, it might be, like, pagan, or it yeah. might be satanic, or something like that. It's a ritual killing, you know, all this stuff she's been tortured as a ritual. Yeah. And he's half right, I guess. It's not satanic. Yeah. It's not pagan or anything like no, that. It was fear. It's right? yeah. Yeah. It's it's pure fear. Um, and we get the radio kicking up again, just saying, you know, this is not the storm you want to get caught in. Um, and the song starts playing again. Let the sun shine in, and yeah. this time it adds another note. Uh, it adds another line that it's all about the devil. Yes. Is this the part on the radio that before it has the song, it's saying, this is a storm, you won't be getting out, something like that? It does, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it says, you know, this is a storm you don't want to get caught in, but now you can't get out. Yeah. And it sounds like Jane... And this is where it catches the sun's attention, and he looks, and it, like, freeze frames on his face, and it's like he is starting to realize what's happening here. Absolutely, because it's not long after this that he makes the connection and yep. just goes, there's something wrong with Jane Doe. This is all happening <laughs> because of her. her. It's, yeah. it's the bitch in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes. Um, so it sounds like if, if she was trying to warn them, the time has passed now they're too in deep in too deep yeah like despite her efforts to try and get them out and away it's yeah. failed and now they're just <laughs> everyone Pip just got jump scared by my air freshener <laughs> I did that before as well oh this is tense conversation people I am on the edge of my seat um, yes yeah yes. so it, it the time has passed for them to be warned yeah, yeah. They're, they're, it sounds like this is the end game. Yeah. I mean, look at how much harm they did to her already. It's definitely like, yeah, well, you're in for it now, bro. Mm, I mean, She's they... in her, her insides are on display. In... It's their job, right, but yeah. does she know that? She's like 16. She might, but like, intentional or unintentional, when you're hurt, you're hurt. And she might just be pissed now. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it depends whether or not it's intentional, and that's all up for debate, whether yeah. it's 
whether she's doing it on purpose or not or whether she's just gone okay you had your chance to get out now i'm sorry you you just screwed yeah um so austin pulls the skin skin back he they sort of sever the layer between muscle and skin and they they peel that back Mm. and the same symbol that was on the cloth and all all the roman numerals and everything is tattooed on the inside of her skin yeah and this is where my mind just just blew because i was just like that's not possible Possible. (laughs) (laughs) but i thought because this girl, she had like butterfly wings. It was like two layers of skin. I didn't really realize that this was the layer of muscle that was tattooed. I thought mm. she was just double, double skin insulated. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like case. your windows. You want your skin yeah. double insulated. <laughs> yeah. So I thought, oh, maybe it's like this layer that she had tattoos on, and then she formed this other skin to protect. Oh. Okay. Oh, I don't know. I thought it was just the skin and the muscle, and they had to they had to detach the skin from the muscle to have a look at what the markings were. Yeah. But either way, it's the same symbols from the cloth. Yep. And you're just like, I, I wondered how this sort of spell work works. Yeah. Because I was like, they obviously made her swallow the bag and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Once it's inside her, did it like, I don't know, like infect outwards and it's sort of, to solidify the, the curse or whatever she's been put under, it, it tattooed those symbols onto her body as well, so yeah. she couldn't escape it even if the bag got taken out. You see Yeah, I do see yeah. Possibly. That's making sense to me. Mm. I, I didn't, yeah. I couldn't connect the dots. I was just kind of like... There's so many dots know. in this movie. Yes, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, all the drawers suddenly open. All the, 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 the three... Cabinet, the, the three... The, the three more sleepy hollows <laughs> our three corpses the, yeah. their drawers just open mm-hmm. very slowly and eerily until yep. the power cuts the lights explode and the music starts playing insanely loud <laughs> and it was just like oh everyone's gonna die we're yep. all gonna oh, die Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> and I love this moment because it's like everything else has been so sort of slow and methodic uh, methodical thank you yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's been a uh, piece by piece trying to fit the puzzle together yeah and then this movie's just taken like an extreme dopamine hit and it's just yeah gone, it's bang. accelerated yeah 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 it's it's the first time this movie's gone here's a scare that's not like <laughs> yeah exactly yeah exactly it's doing the classic horror movie thing and because this movie's not set up like a classic horror movie it really does make you jump yeah it and did. <laughs> and that's what this movie does so well. It takes those little bits that are almost cliche, but does them in a way that feels fresh. new and fresh yeah. because of the setting and because of the way these characters interact with the world and everything yes. like that. So these jump scares feel fresh and yeah. they actually work again. Yeah, It's so good. Like everything <laughs> with the dome and the music playing. Like yes. I said, there's like 20 different horror movies that use uh, music yeah. to, to sort of incite the, the coming of something supernatural. Yeah. But this one just feels so much more real than mm. the others. Mm. Um, but luckily, a generator kicks in, uh, but it's not enough for the elevator to actually get going. Yeah. Because um, they sort of hear a, a... A little rumble. A little rumbling, and they're like, okay, we that should... That gives hope. Yeah, we should we should go then. We're, we're just going to leave. Yeah. But it's not enough power for the elevator to go up. Yep. So they go, okay, you know what? We're just getting out. There's the back door. They go to the back door, and it's blocked by a fallen tree. And of course, we and this is a modern movie, so uh, Tommy gets out his phone, and there is no signal. Of course, because we need to check that little box in every every horror movie that came out after <laughs> mobiles. 
which is kind of great. But um, Austin goes, hey, hey, don't worry, don't worry. The office has a landline. Landline. And I'm like, oh my God, they have a landline. This place is old. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm know. like, if I lose cell service, I'm screwed. Same. We're just, we're just buggered. And that's why I live in suburbia. <laughs> <laughs> nice and safe. Uh, and it's so interesting how... I, I've just got a note here that says, now that the generator's kicked in and everything like that, we have sort of limited lighting mm. in the hallways and stuff like that. And it's interesting how they've managed to change it from a surgical, magic, medical-looking building into something incredibly creepy. Yes. Because at the beginning, you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's old, it's rustic, but it looks clean, it's medical, it looks professional. Yeah, yeah. And just by dimming the lights and changing the angle of the camera, it suddenly looks really sinister. Yeah, really sinister. And foreboding, like... Yes. You, you're you so afraid of what's around the corner. Yeah. Um, Austin calls the sheriff, uh, but the connection's not good enough to actually have a conversation with him, and then it just cuts out. They've got no phone. But there's sort of a little bit of hope that you're like, oh, maybe the sheriff heard something. That's what I thought. I thought surely he would think that something's up and just head down there. like right Yeah, now. straight away. Straight yeah. away. Because, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they hear a noise outside the office. A little... Oh. Ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling. Yeah. And he's like, oh my God, it's Chekhov's bell. It's back. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I knew, I knew this bell yep. was coming back. Yep. And yeah, yeah. And it's, again, such a little thing. That tiny little noise. Yeah throughout this movie just incites it, it gets my heart pumping same you hear that tiny little you know little, exactly what it is yeah you hear yeah. that little yeah. and your heart just goes so Tommy checks under the door and sure enough he sees the foot of the corpse with mm. the little bell attached um, which then starts banging on the door yep so he, they, they push the filing cabinet in front of the door to get it to stop uh, and it does. It's really sudden as well. It just, it's bang, 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 bang. Mm, silence. And then there's just a bit of a lull for a couple of seconds. And I find those super scary. I find that more scary than if the banging sort of faded out. Yes. Because it was like, it, it's like the thing's not real, but it is. It's doing this thing, but it isn't. Yes. It's not like... And now it's gone, but it's going to reappear. Yeah. But where? The unpredictability when? of yes. it. Um... So Tommy just sort of hangs out by the door because he's not sure if it's actually gone or not. And mm. fair enough to him because, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what I'd do at this point. Probably just cry in the corner. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd I, off I've had probably. enough. Yeah. <laughs> I've had enough, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Out. I'm done. <laughs> White flag. <laughs> yeah. Just kill me. Get yeah, it over please. with, please. Um, Tommy blames Jane Doe. He, he just goes, I look, there's something wrong with that corpse. It's her. It's, it's her. Yeah. <laughs> um, Austin goes to clean himself up. Um, we, we get the shower curtain thing. But again, Ew. they do it, but they they turn your expectation on its head. Because he goes to check the shower curtain, opens it, there's nothing there. The, you can clearly see him as well. We've got that portrait of the door yep. with him in the middle. Mm-hmm. Nothing to the left, nothing to the right. Yep. And then something pulls him away and the door slams shut. Yeah. And I love that. Because, yeah, it, it plays on that shower curtain thing, which is so played out at this point. But but it was different. It was, it, yeah. It was enough because you're just like, oh, there wasn't anything there. And then something oh, something yeah. grabs him from behind that wasn't in the room. And I'm just like, oh, my oh, God, the things can just appear everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifying. Yeah. So he's in there getting his ass beat. Yeah, he's getting beaten and slammed around and stuff like that. And he has yeah. some sort of vision as well. Um, he gets 
It, it what just, was that vision? I'm not 100% sure. It flashes by so quick. I'm not sure if it's a vision of Jane Doe or it's just a vision of one of the corpses, maybe the one that's attacking him. I don't know. Mm. But something in him sort of clicks. He has like a realisation at this moment. Yeah. Um, Tommy goes to help him. And by the time they get back, the office door is just open. The cab- oh, like it's just been swung open. Yeah, the cabinet's pushed but there's, over. There's no noise or anything like that. Exactly. They have that, 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 you know, Tommy goes to check on him. He's like, Dad, are you all right? And everything like that. And by the time they've come out, the door's just open. They never heard the cabinet move. They never heard the door open. There wasn't the dingling of the bell. And that is even worse than the dingling of the bell. They yeah. introduced this dingling, and you go, okay, that means danger. So your heart starts yeah. pounding. And then they even take that away. Yeah. So you're left with silence. You're just like, they could just be anywhere yeah <laughs> so that door that was that kind of left me wondering was that the thing just leaving or was that it opening was that kind of signifying the fact that it's just everywhere I I, I don't know I whatever don't. it was because right? they don't get attacked in that room it's not like the thing broke in to attack them exactly I this is is it Jane Doe trying to get them out is she does she clear the way and is trying to help them get out I don't know if it's a help, right? It's more just like... A taunt? Yeah, yeah, like, I, I would say so. To yeah, get back into that. to get back into them. Um, so they step out of the they step out of that room and they find the shroud from the gunshot wound. From, yes. Yes, yes. The, the, that little white cloth that they put over the um, gunshot victim to cover is what was left of her face, I assume. Mm. And that's just... Because of how quickly the thing disappeared um, when it was banging on the door and then it was gone and then... You know, there wasn't a sound and the door was open. It's like conflicting, is it real or is it an imagination? Yeah. This little shroud is just confirmation that it's real. Yeah. Something is, was... Yeah, they physically picked it up so they, you know, it's... It's it's there. Yeah, Yeah, it's tangible, that's the word. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So they head back to the morgue room. Um... Everything that they've taken out of Jane Doe so far has rapidly decomposed. Yeah. Everything in the bowls, the like bits of intestine, her heart, everything like that has just rapidly decomposed. It's all sort of green and black now. Yeah, yeah. And they mentioned that um, it's as if her body was preserving it. It's only as, as it was inside her that it was not alive, sort of. Well... The heart's not beating, though. No. The heart's not beating, the lungs aren't breathing. Yeah, well, there's like an energy keeping her alive. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that same energy, now that the the bits aren't attached, has just gone. And it's like they're reverting to what they should be. Mm. Which is... Oh, it's so good. Um, The door slams and locks itself. Always a good sign when you're in a a haunting movie. You're like, oh, oh, okay, this is the room I die in. Nice. Could have done worse. (laughs) Um, Tommy breaks through with a fire axe. uh, Breaks through with a fire axe, and on the side, on the other side is Irene, a special woman, a a special lady. lady. (laughs) Irene with her eyes and mouth sewn shut, which I don't know why this looked. I just find really, uh, I don't like it. Not in a bad way, but like it, it, it freaks me out a bit. The sewn shut. The sewn shut eyes and mouth. I really don't like it. it. Really? It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, it is pretty. When she opens her mouth and oh, just scream, just rip. Yeah, you, you can hear the this, this sort of strain in the thread Ooh, of the stitches yeah. as she goes, <laughs> and I'm like, don't open that fucking door. Yeah. <laughs> don't touch it. <laughs> I did find it. It's like um, the sun had 
this sense of like insanity when he just started going at the door with the he was just like I need to get me out (laughs) and you know what fair enough yeah reaching his boiling point and rightfully so and I don't think we ever see Austin's boiling point not really he keeps his we composure s- we see some dejected moments where yes. he's just lost hope and lost faith in yes. in what's going on and everything like that but we don't Never see that moment that. for his father no he, because he's so set in his logical mindset yes there's always a solution and we we already know that the sun is pulling away and maybe this is a good example of how he's pull how he's different from his father exactly and we know that the mother's quite emotional because of something we learn a little bit later on, mm. that she had depression and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, the the logical father, the emotional mother, and the son being a bit of both, he's mm. reached his boiling point. He's trying to figure a way out. Yeah, he's starting to lose it a little bit. Yeah, and, and just like you said, Tommy sort of loses his composure. He, he grabs the gasoline, completely douses the body, yeah. And, and Austin just like <laughs> Austin, Austin just grabs a match very calmly, <laughs> lights it, and flicks it onto the body. I'm yeah. like, this guy is fucking cool as a cucumber. He's yeah. he's like, okay, this he is what this swag. is what we're doing. We're doing it then. Yeah. But the the effect of this is so cool. The body catches on fire all the way from toe to hair. Yeah. And then the flames suddenly just sort of vamp up and go yeah. straight up to the ceiling. Like, and that was where I was like, oh shit. So like, I, I got the image of, you know when you put two magnets together or try and put two magnets together but they're not on the attracting side? So they repel? And so they repel. Mm. It felt like that with the flames in her body. Yes. Like the flames so hit her like, and they just went Woof, up yeah, to the ceiling instead. Yeah. Like, no, that's not touching me. And it was, it's so cool but this starts to burn down the entire room. We get the the camera gets burnt as well. And when I was like, dang it! And that's what I was thinking, because I was like, did she, did she plan this then? So that there's no proof? True. Uh, because everything's think- been recorded so far because of that camera. Yeah. All of her dissection, all of the things they've talked about, all of the information they've gathered so far. I mean, uh, Austin mentions it later that maybe no one else has managed to get this far in investigating who or what she is. Yes. And this is her destroying the evidence of it. So do you think if she wasn't lit on fire, she would have maybe somehow found a way to destroy the camera anyways? I reckon so. Yeah. She would have found a a way either by manipulating Austin and Tommy, or, I mean, she has to manipulate them because she can't do anything. Yeah, no, yeah. She's a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, she has to get the other bodies, because she was able to make the other corpses. She, she was. Yeah. Limber, I guess. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I reckon one way or another, they she would have found a way to get rid of that camera, mm. um, to get rid of the evidence. Yeah. But um, the flames go out. They, they, they have to put it out because it's burning the entire room out. Yeah, the entire room catches on fire. Yeah, and, and Austin's yelling, you know, pull the pin. But you have to pull the pin out. Of the- Give yeah, me the fire extinguisher. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He, he extinguishes the whole fire. And I just find this so cool. Her body is pristine. Pristine. And there's just like a light, tiny blue flame on her head that's just like dwindling I out. miss that. That's, really? That's so cool yeah. though. Like, does it yeah. just sort of linger there for a couple of seconds and then does, go out? It does, it does. It's only her head left on fire and it's like a tiny blue flame, just very mild. Then it kind of just goes out and zooms in on her face again. She's just like, hang. <laughs> She's just lying there, her, her milky eyes wide yeah. open. Oh, so yeah. cool. And Austin and Austin and Tommy are just like, you know what? Fuck this. Yep. 
they the elevator starts clunking it starts coming down from I assume somewhere in the house mm. starts coming down so there's hope for escape there's a way to get out they yeah. can leave the morgue they run for the, for the elevator but don't quite get there in time uh, and now there's a the, the, sh- the shambling corpse with the bell foot. Is this Irene? No, Irene doesn't have the bell. It's it must be Irene. No, Irene's got the eyes and mouth. Oh, the then... one the one with the bell is the gunshot guy. Yeah, it's it's a dude. It's, it's a guy. so it must be Louis then. Louis, N- not yeah. not Lois. It must be Louis then. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, so so Louis, our, our new friend Louis, <laughs> yes. uh, is shambling. You can just way downtown. <laughs> Working death. Uh, but you can just hear the the bell, and you know that's every second foot. So, you know, he's actually moving twice as fast as you think he is because mm. it's thum, ding, thum, ding, yep. and you're just like, oh, oh, this makes me so uncomfortable. Yes. I don't like this. It's, yes. the, it's such clever use of sound. Yes. Uh, but the shambling corpse is heading for them. Um, Austin takes the axe off Tommy um, to, to protect him. Yep. They get in the ele- elevator and they, they try going up, but they go at about two or three inches and then the power cuts out again. And they can't shut the doors. And they can't shut the doors either. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> um, so Austin decides he's going to uh, protect them. He the he's corpse ready. is so close. You can hear that. You can hear it. The bell is loud at this. The point. bell is it's so like, it's oh. overpoweringly loud. But you imagine like if you were in that situation, your body would amplify that sound so the that the adrenaline. You, yeah, the adrenaline, and you'd be so focused on that sound. The closer it got, the louder it would mm-hmm. be. And yeah, you're so right. At this point, it is so loud, almost deafening. Yeah. So uh, Austin steps out of the elevator and just swings the axe. At, at, at this test. figure, at yep. this figure, which is clearly the corpse, mm-hmm. and then he steps back inside, you know, takes a breath because I did it, yeah. Same and you just hear this pained wheezing, yeah, and you're like, Oh, that that doesn't sound right, yeah. And the lights come on as if, um, Jane Doe's effect has sort of faded for a couple yeah. of minutes, like yeah. she's pu- she's pulling back, yeah, and it's Emma. Um, she's she's come back to pick up Tommy for the movies, yeah. and Austin has axed her axed in the chest. Her in the chest. And I don't blame Austin. Me at neither. all. Me it must neither. have been some because it was definitely the corpse. Yeah, it was it, definitely the corpse. Yeah. So is Jane Doe either tricking his mind so. or or playing with people's placement in in the house or something like that? Yeah. Um, Austin is just distraught. This is like one of only a couple of times in the movie where he you actually get to see the emotional side of him. Yeah, and he's just like, oh, oh, because he realizes what he's done. He's he realizes that his mind's been manipulated. It, yeah, his yeah. mind isn't as secure as he thought it was. Yes, everything's logical, and this didn't make sense. Yeah, he can't make sense of this. It was the corpse. Yeah. But now it's Emma. But what also didn't make sense to me is how did she get... Well, I guess it's fine, right? Because only they were experiencing, like, the storm. They were only they exactly. were experiencing the weird things that were happening. Exactly. I guess for her, it just looked normal. Right? That, this is something I wanted to... I wanted to know at the end of the movie if there was a tree actually blocking the basement door. Mm. I really wanted to know mm. because the storm is not real. Yeah. So I don't think there was then. There probably right? wasn't. Yeah. She just... I don't know, just, they're just compelled to stay inside, which makes sense when you go back to the house at the beginning of the movie as well. Nothing was blocking those doors, surely. Mm. They're just household doors. Yeah. You could break a window and get out. Yeah. It would be easy. So there's some sort of force that keeps them inside. Yeah. But Emma not being inside 
manages to just step into it because yeah. she's on the outside coming in, not inside going out. Yeah. Uh, so rest she. Rest in peace, Emma. Oh yeah, rest in peace, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> Pip didn't like you, but. Only <laughs> your memory. Um, they get back in the elevator, but it won't go up. Mm. And again, we we get a moment where Austin just just yells, and it's it's kind of beautiful seeing him just sort of have a little little emotional tiff at this because yeah. he's he's starting to reach his boiling point yeah which is very good very yeah, good indeed. yeah um so they stay in the elevator for a little bit um father and song father and son are united they're just talking about you know it wasn't your fault it's not my fault it's jane yeah. doe she's doing something here and i kind of love that unity of them me too He's not like, you killed my girlfriend, I hate you. But how would you, like, imagine you're in an elevator with your father. You see the bell, Mr. Louis, as well. And then you find out your dad's just axed your partner. Mm. Would you blame your father? No, absolutely not. Which is why I don't understand a lot of horror movies that do do that. Yeah. And you're just like, no. If you dead, like, what are you talking about? You both saw and it's it's in keeping with his character as well, Tommy. Like he doesn't want to leave his dad. He doesn't want to like exactly. betray he his cares. dad. He yeah. cares about his dad. Yeah. Yeah, and they talk about the mum, and it's yeah. sort of hinted that because uh, Austin says, you know, if I knew, I would have done something about it. Mm. Which kind of hints that maybe she had depression, maybe she killed herself, something, yeah, like, that. something it, like that. It gives that sort of impression anyway. Yeah. Um, the furnace t- turns itself on while they're having this conversation. Ooh. Which is just like, oh, how far does her power reach? Does it reach further the longer she's in proximity to them? Or, um, And Tommy asks, why aren't they dead yet? If she wanted them dead, she could have done it ages ago. Easily. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's... That's a good point. That's good. What purpose do they have to serve her? Exactly. Which is, again, like, is it intentional then? Is she trying to hold back and it's just coming forth anyway? Or is she not trying hard enough and she's having fun with this mm-hmm. mm. Mm. Um, we learn oh yes we learn that um, their mother's nickname used to be Sunshine yes Ray Ray like his little ray of sunshine his little ray of sunshine ray. Yeah. which is very good and I'll, I'll, I've got a point about that later that I'll come back to Excellent. it's a, something I, I, I noticed this run around very that I, I want to ponder to you okay <laughs> um but the furnace door opens and it fills the hallway with smoke completely. And that made it just even more sinister and disgusting. Mm. But the interesting thing is, I, I, I don't know if you know just this random fact. I can't even remember why I learned it. White smoke means that nothing's burning. If, you, if the smoke is black, then it means something's carbonating, something's true, burning. True, true. So white smoke means it's like steam. I didn't it's know like that. that. Yeah, but that makes sense. So the fact that the entire hallway fills with white smoke gives it this really sort of supernatural feel yes. to it. Because it's yes. like nothing's burning, but there's all of this mm. smoke. Something so disturbing about that basement as well as the long corridors. Do you really need... You live... Your basement is a morgue. Do you really need these long hallways, corridors with all these side well, they, rooms? they sort of mentioned at the beginning of the movie that when Emma's investigating, he says that like this is four generations worth yes. of their family and they just keep building on it maybe expanding true yeah so yeah. maybe it's like you know once you take over the morgue you sort of have to put your mark on it so there's rooms that aren't used anymore there's offices mm. that don't have people in it anymore mm. I imagine it's sort of turning into the Winchester house eventually <laughs> <laughs> just walls that lead nowhere yeah um, 
but they decide, you know, if they figure out how she died, maybe they can stop whatever's happening now. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's okay. Logical progression. You can't get out. You need to be doing something. Yeah. Um, Austin covers Emma's body with a cloth, and they have a little a moment of sadness yes. before they head back to the morgue again. Yeah. Um, the in the smoke that they're slowly traveling through, Austin gets attacked again. What does um, Jane Doe have against Austin? Have you noticed this? Austin's been attacked twice now. His cat's been killed as well. Yeah, I'm wondering, is it just because he cut her open, right? Is it because he did most of the procedure? Is it because he's older? Yeah, I was thinking maybe it's the because... The one in power? So maybe it's because he's in power. It. Maybe it's because he's the older gentleman. You know, Salem Witch Trials were run on, like, the reverend of the town. Exactly. And, like, the town elders and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe she's got some repressed anger against that. Yeah. Um, they Tommy manages to find him, and they make it back to the morgue and block the door because uh, Irene and Louie and whoever the third one is, are banging against the door and they mm-hmm. just block it. And we reach phase four, examination of the brain. Mm-hmm. They take a, they saw her skull open. Yep. They take a snippet of her brain to take a look at mm-hmm. and Tommy's flawed. The cells in the brain are moving. She's alive. There's activity. There's activity. And Austin gets this great line and it, it just works so perfectly. That's why we haven't found a cause of death she's still alive yeah and it's so hauntingly oh it's so good i love it it's so creepy you're just like oh no because the first time i watched this i was like oh you know it's a ghost thing her ghost's like attached to her body or some sort of curse or something like that and then i went oh my god that's not even a corpse well it is but not not which is so weird Uh, So Tommy's investigating the cloth from earlier and he sort of flips it over and realizes that once folded in certain ways, it actually makes sort of sentences. Secret message. It's a Bible reference. Yep. Any man or woman who consults the spirits of the dead shall be, uh, shall be themselves, sorry, shall be put to death for they are. And then um, Tommy has a look at the date and it says 1676. I just put putting the pieces together now. Seventeenth <laughs> century, northeast, New England. Mm, I'm getting some ideas here. Yeah. Um, they are a witch, and their blood shall be on their own heads, mm-hmm. which is very cool. And this is where I went, ooh. But Maybe Austin, Austin does the same thing where he's like, but there were no witches in Salem. Witches aren't real. It was just a whole lot of scared people making Innocent. up shit and getting each other killed. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. They're still not playing into the fact that this... of the supernatural yes. element. It's still a logical yes. thing. And that's carried out through to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that she is a witch, it's caused by the events that she was accused of yeah. that make her a witch. So mm-hmm. it's still, uh, I don't know, it's something about that I just really like. Yeah. Um, but it's it's quite evident that they tortured her Um yeah, and what if the ritual was performed on an innocent girl and they made what they feared, basically? Yeah. They made a witch by accusing her of being a witch and torturing her like this. Yeah. Um, and she wants people to feel her pain. Yeah. And I went, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. Um, and Austin lifts up his shirt and you see 
the first time I watched this, first couple of times, first couple of times I watched this, I thought this was broken ribs or bruising or something like that. Yeah, I thought that initially when he first came out of the bathroom after getting smacked around a little bit, I thought, you know, you hear a crunch here and there, and I mm. thought, okay, that's a broken rib. Yeah, thing. you know, he's going to be shambling around for yeah. a bit and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's the tattoo from the inside of her skin. The same tattoo has sort of been transferred onto him. Yep. Her. Re- this is her revenge. Her ritual. Um, there is no why, and I kind of like that. Yeah, me too. We, I, I love a, a non-motive motive. Yes. We're here, we're in the way. Yeah. That's the you why. You just happen to fall into the path. Yeah. It's bound to happen. Yeah, you're just the one. Um, so Austin figures, um, figures something out while the corpses are trying to break in. Uh, Tommy runs to to keep the door shut. You know, he presses himself against it. These things can't get in, mm. despite the fact that they seem to just sort of appear and disappear at will. Yeah. Which is quite interesting. Um, Austin implores Jane he'll accept her wrath without fight if she lets Tommy go. And this scene is almost beautiful, I find, anyway. The sort <laughs> of... Not, not the sympathy, the understanding yeah. he gives her is probably, like more humanization than she's had in the last 350 years and she listens she does but he looks her straight in the eyes and you get this shot going back and forth between a corpse that you know is not a corpse unblinking unmoving unbreathing and brian cox's eyes staring at her pleadingly yeah and it's so good i love this back and forth and then, I was almost a little scared because he was leaning right over her, really close to her face. I was scared something was going to come out of her mouth or just oh, she was going to oh. like come alive all of a sudden. I was preparing myself. Just yell, that. you just got punked. <laughs> <laughs> really flip the movie yeah, on its head. Yeah, that would be a good one. <laughs> um, the storm subsides. The, like It goes really quiet. The storm mm. subsides. The banging stops. Um and then Austin just keels over in pain. Yep. As her injuries transfer to him. Yeah. It's not evident at first that that's what's happening because the first things are his ankles and his wrists, which is awful. Yeah. His uh, his wrists just snap. Snap, yeah. And then his ankles snap and he falls over. Yeah. And he's just like, oh my yeah. God, that sound is, again, this movie Perfect. and it's sound. Yeah. Very sound dominant. It's so good. It's yeah. not relying on, you know, CG and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, all we need is a bell and a crack. Yep. And a, a, and a very cheery song. Mm-hmm. And we'll make this we'll movie terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane's body slowly starts to piece itself together. It heals. Yeah. The, the, the incision where they had a look on the inside just heals itself back up again mm. the colour starts to come back to her eyes her eyes are actually a sort of a mousy brown yeah instead of not the grey and milky yeah at first I thought that you know I thought that Austin's eyes were brown so his eye colour was kind of transferring to her because she was oh. healing from him oh maybe oh I hadn't thought I about thought. it like that yeah. I thought she was just sort of um, transferring the injuries but maybe maybe that is how it works oh that's she, a cool idea she takes idea. the life from she takes the life out of him yeah, um, yeah you know and he breathes out smoke because his yeah, lungs, lungs become charred yeah. and everything like that and he's on the floor and uh, Tommy Tommy runs over to see what's going on and his dad's just in so much pain and he reaches out for the surgical knife and he just begs his son to just 
kill him. Get him out of his misery. And and Tommy does. He just stabs him in the chest and yeah. he dies. And this is where I wonder, would the movie have been different if... He just let it play out? And if Austin had been left to... Suffer. To suffer what she had suffered. Because that's what I have to think about as well. Because did this movie... The end of this movie could have been completely different. Did she, would she have transferred his life to her and she'd finally be free of the curse? Is that how it works? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. No, and that's what's so kind of magical yeah. about this. Because I'd like yeah. to think that, like, if he had been able to endure everything she'd endure, it, she'd endured, maybe then Tommy could have gone free. But he got Tommy to kill him, so everything reverted again. Yeah. And you've got to think, because of they removed her organs and everything like that, has this been done before to her? Is this how her body's so pristine? Is that she takes the life from something else and they just generally can't stick it out to the end? Mm. And that's why she's never been freed. Maybe. Yeah, that's a really interesting way to look at it. It's... I, I don't yeah, know. I don't, it's fun to ponder on that it sort is, of stuff. It is, isn't it? Um, yeah. But as if the curse has been lifted, the power just comes back on, everything's restored, and someone's calling their names, there's sirens, there's chainsaws. We assume Officer Burke, Sheriff Burke is... You can hear Sheriff Burke. This part effed me up. It, I, oh, oh, I'm oh, so good for yes. this then. Okay, so Tommy goes to investigate and meets him at the door. You know, he says, oh, we're just getting the branch out of the way. You know, push on the door. You should be able to get out now. Yeah, uh, but, but it, but it, But it won't open. Open up. Open up. Repeats it. Open up and let the sun Ooh. shine in. It switches over to that song that's been played on the radio a couple of times. And Tommy realises immediately... What was your reaction to when he starts singing the song? Well, I just thought the repeated... I started getting a little iffy. Mm. Like, open up, open up. I was like, bro, you do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then it switches to the singing. Singing, and uh, my heart dropped. I was like, oh, shit. You're like, oh, back. fuck, it's not over. <laughs> and, yeah, it, it, this, is, this is the little note I made about the song. Um, was this song chosen specifically to mock Austin and Tommy? Because she's like 350 years old. So clearly this song, she's not used it forever. No. Because mum's nickname was Ray of Sunshine. Sunshine. And this song is, let the sun shine in, give us a grin, open up your heart and let the sun shine in. Mm -hmm. Is this to mock the death of their mother? Could be. And I Just to make it personal. Yeah. And that's what makes me believe that this was more intentional rather than part of her whole... Her aura or whatever. Mm. Interesting. Yes, I I had a little moment there where I I had... This is the first time I've noticed that, and I went, oh, okay, that adds a new spin on the song as well. Um, uh, Tommy backs away, you hear the little ding-a-ling, and then uh, Austin's corpse appears right behind him. It gives him a fright. He snaps the banister as he moves back and just plummets, cracks his head, dies. Yeah. So there's a flight of stairs behind him and he misses yeah. all the stairs and falls down the middle. Six flights yeah. or something like that? Something yeah. like that. It's a big, long, one of those twisty yeah, stairs. Yeah, spiral stairs. That leads right up to the basement door. Obviously, it's it's got to be a decent enough distance because you have to take the elevator to get out as well. Yeah. So it's got to be, what, a couple of floors mm. at least. Mm. Um, yeah, and he's dead. 
Yeah, he's dead. Next thing we see is next morning and the sheriff and the police are investigating. Yeah. Um, it's it's just really interesting that everything's being checked and there's like holes in the wall and everything like that. And you're like, this is just mirroring the opening. Yes. It's exactly the same thing. Yeah. These people could have got out at any time. The elevator works. There wasn't a storm. The back door was open. But Why didn't they, they just leave? leave? Yeah. And... Yeah, the corpses are back in their cabinets. There's nothing supernatural or untoward looking here. There's just a corpse in the morgue that they didn't deal with and yeah, three so at bodies. Yeah, point, Jane Doe, she's perfectly restored again. Yeah. Yeah, the, everything's healed because both Tommy and Austin are dead. And she's just looking normal. She's chilling. Yeah. And you, this, this is why I'm like, how many times has this happened? Yeah. Probably if, multiple. If they've tried to burn her and uh, and stake her and stab her mm. and dissect her and nothing works, she just finishes her cycle and does it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Sheriff says he doesn't want this Jane Doe in his county anymore. Her body is untouched again. Like yeah. you said, it's just pristine. The same beautiful girl that was found half buried in clay in a basement in a suburban house. Yeah. Um, and we close on the transport vehicle as the radio crackles and changes to the song. Just let the sun shine yep. in. We pan down Jane's body, closing on a shot of the toe tag that says Jane Doe and the little mortician Total. bell. The little ding ling Yeah. And cut to credits. What an ending. I did find it weird how the cup was the one having to drive her across the border and how she, her head was uncovered. He was just literally sitting, and if you look behind, there's just, like, an exposed corpse. Why yeah, isn't it covered or something? I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why it was covered. I understand why it was cop, because it is a, I assume, a murder investigation or whatever. True, so you, true. You'd have to do, like, official transportation of a body or whatever mm. like that. Mm. So that that makes sense. But, yeah, I agree. Why wasn't the body covered or in a bag or something like yeah, that? Yeah, or something. I, I suppose like... just to be unsettling. it works (laughs) alright so that brings us to the end of the movie Um, give me your overall feel what did you think about this movie like the the costuming, the acting the script, Mm. everything like that give me an overall feel, what did you think well yeah my I loved the logical point of view, that is something that I really like in a horror movie and this was the first one I've seen that really took that approach so it was so exciting (laughs) seeing just everything broken down in a methodical approach like why is this happening from a logical point of view not a religious point of view exactly exactly it's so nice to have that I thought it was really well cast Mm. Miss Corpse Miss Jane Doe great job sis you (laughs) laid there so still amazing (laughs) Um, yeah the father and son they had great chemistry Mm. Mm. I really liked how their dynamic how they were together Emma meh (laughs) <laughs> she was only in like two scenes <laughs> and one of them Emma, was as a like <laughs> yeah generally I yeah. just think this movie is so well crafted definitely for such a short film as well it's only like 82 minutes yeah, or something yeah, like that yeah it's not long at all it feels like it's got so much packed into it yeah. you're always learning something mm. and the cast of three or four is 
just brilliant. Yeah. The cinematography is amazing. Yes. Oh, yes. The shots they use, the, the script soundtrack. they use. Yeah. The everything. songs, the music, just the the sound in general, mm. the little bell, everything. Mm. So good. So good. All right. So if you had to give this movie a, a rating from <laughs> one out of ten, one being this is awful, how dare you make me watch this, and ten being this was amazing, what ranking would you give this for your own personal enjoyment? Oh, can I can I do a decimal point like point five? Yeah, go for it. I I would give it uh, a heart. Uh, I would say 8.5 toes. 8.5 toes. Did you notice that um, there was a lot of toe shots, a lot of feet? I get it, it's corpses, you put them into the cabinet, their feet are the first thing facing mm. But there's just a lot of like pan down, you know, you have an overhead shot of the corpse and it pans down, it's just toes. It's just toes. Oh, I hadn't really noticed that, no. Oh, well, maybe it's just me. (laughs) (laughs) But I completely agree. An 8.5 or a 9 as far as like a haunting movie. Yeah. It was good. Yeah, I'd I'd give this 8.5 Stanley Stanley the Cats. Stanley the Cats. Stanley the Cats out of 10. (laughs) Rest in peace, Stanley. We love you. We love you. Emma, we sad you die too. Yeah. Whatever. Um, okay, in this podcast, we like to give um, credit where credit's due. So, what's a, a character or an actor's performance that you really enjoyed? Someone who, like, whenever they were doing their thing on screen, you were like, yes, yes, this yeah. is it. Probably Tommy. And I think it was when, I can't pinpoint a moment, but it was when he realized he was noting the things. He was noting that she was giving them a sign every single time. And you'd see when he would notice, but the father. Austin would continue on mm. doing what he's doing, but he would notice the radio, he would notice something in the vent, and it would focus on his face, and his facial expressions were perfect. He was confused. It's like he knew it was happening, but he was trying to deny it because it was so outlandish, mm. and things like that don't happen. Like, like the conflict between his, his two parents, like his father's, yes. his father's logical brain yes. and his mother's emotional brain. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that as well. Uh, personally, I, I I have to give credit to Brian Cox. I thought he did an amazing job. He's Austin, so talented. Austin, the dad in this movie. Such a talented actor. Because he doesn't have much to do emotionally, I suppose. So everything's in little flickers of emotion. Mm. And I just think he did such a good job. Like I said, that scene where he stares into Jane Doe's eyes and pleads with her, I got goosebumps from it it was just so damn good yeah oh this movie is amazing if you haven't watched it definitely go give it a watch highly recommend it's just so good especially if you love your supernatural movies or anything like that or you could do what I do uh, what I did with Pip and just trick her into thinking it's a (laughs) it's a haunting movie or something like that (laughs) happy happy absolutely well thank you so much for joining us Pip thank Um, you for having me pleasure to be here absolutely and we'll definitely have to get you uh, back again another time (laughs) thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you again next week ciao Thanks again to our guests, and thank you for listening. Don't forget to leave a rating and review. It really does help people find the podcast. And remember, you can get in on the discussion by sending us an email, cherrypophorror at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought of the movie. Let us know what you think of the show. Okay, I'll let you go. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't let the monsters bite.